Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 11th of March, 2023. Flyers will be back in action today at 3.30 in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins and game one of a new era. Chuck Fletcher, of course, dismissed yesterday as the Flyers general manager and president of hockey operations. Doesn't seem too fitting in this episode to go into some kind of pronounced preview of Flyers-Penguins today. Uh, So we'll get right to the business and the story at hand. It came out yesterday morning, I'm sure you've all heard by now, that the Flyers release president of hockey operations and GM Chuck Fletcher. Daniel Briere has been named the interim general manager, and the Flyers are going to restructure hockey operations leadership by separating the president and general manager roles. In the press release, a couple things really jumped out to me. First is just that, that they're going to fill two separate positions, the president of hockey operations and a general manager. And you see a lot of teams around the NHL going with that structure. Each of those jobs is a full-time job. And each of those jobs maybe in some way compromise you as a GM. You, The general manager's job is to build the team, draft, develop, oversee the coaching staff, the players, the medical staff, all of those different elements. And the president's job is to be that liaison with ownership. And sometimes, you know, a team can be on the same page and where they're going. Flyers weren't, but they can be on the same page. And if the GM is handling both of those roles, it can compromise his judgment, in my opinion. Why? Well, because ownership wants to sell tickets, wants this to be a profitable business, and rightfully so. This is, after all, a business. A general manager, in a lot of ways, can't worry about making decisions for the short term, for the long term, for anything based on that element of putting butts in seats and making a team more marketable. The thing that markets a team in pro sports is winning. Those are the elements that matter. But sometimes when you're dealing with ownership, you may be trying to do things, cut corners, do things a little quicker to make some moves that maybe put more butts in the seats, but ultimately don't get you where you want to go, which is to be a playoff team arcing towards a Stanley Cup, a team that's a true competitor for it, and one that's got some sustainability as well. Chuck Fletcher, all full transparency, is an incredibly nice man. He's an incredibly smart man, Harvard-educated, but all said and done now, there was obviously some mistakes along the way, some mistakes that he made, some things out of his control. I know people maybe don't want to hear this, but he takes over a team in early December of, I think, 2018, A couple weeks later, he relieves Dave Haxtall. Scott Gordon finishes that year as the interim head coach. He brings in Elaine Vigneault, 1920. They have a really good year. They go to the second round of the playoffs in the bubble. They lose in seven games against the New York Islanders. And then all hell broke loose. And, you know, some teams I think were equipped to handle the realities of a flat cap world. Some general managers were better equipped with the way that they operate to handle a flat cap world. And the Flyers, I think, fall into the inverse of both of those. They had 
a situation from a cap standpoint that was not very flexible, especially when Matt Niskanen retired. And then you couple that with some decisions that were made on contracts and and decisions that affect the team long-term that did not help in a flat cap world as well. So we wish Chuck Fletcher the best in his future endeavors, but it is a new day. Danny Briere will now get his hands on the steering wheel as the interim general manager, and we'll see if ultimately that interim tag is removed, or maybe he's the president and you bring in a seasoned general manager. I think one way or the other, the structure, one of either the president or the GM have to have some pretty significant hockey management GM experience. So if Danny's the GM, he can have a guy that oversees as president that he can use as a resource, kind of like the situation in Montreal with Kent Hughes as the general manager, but Jeff Gordon, the former general manager of the New York Rangers, as the president. So we'll see how that part of the equation plays out. A couple other things that stuck out to me in the statement the Flyers put out. This quote from Dave Scott, Flyers fans deserve a better team than what we've they've seen on the ice over the past few seasons and a clear path to return this team to Stanley Cup contention. We know that this will be a multi-year process and we're committed to doing it right because we want to put this franchise on a path toward winning the Stanley Cup period. Now, obviously, the big phrase there that really jumps out at you is we know that this will be a multi-year process. You can say that that you're planning a multi-year process. I think they were planning a multi-year process with Ron Hextall, but ultimately patience ran out. Now there's some other personality things in there as well that led to Ron Hextall's dismissal. That has to be a commitment to a multi-year process to do that right and build it properly. Now, he also said in the uh, press release, in the coming days, we'll begin the process of restructuring our hockey operations department by separating the president and general manager positions. We view this as a critical opportunity to not only reestablish the standard of excellence that our fans expect, but also to bring new energy, accountability, and strategic vision to our organization. I like that. New energy, accountability, and strategic vision to the organization. So, again... These are words. Actions ultimately will will be all that matters. Now, does it go deeper? There's a lot of reporting out there that Chuck Fletcher is just move number one, and there's a much more substantial uh, overhaul coming within the Flyers. And certainly that is a possibility. Chuck Fletcher being dismissed in season probably wasn't the plan. It was probably to wait until the end of the year. Maybe what happened at the trade deadline exacerbated that, coupled with what took place at the season ticket holder event, and they didn't want to leave him hanging in the wind. Doesn't matter. Moving forward, what they do now and how they assess everything. And I think that's the really important thing, that when this season is over on April 13th, there will not be an element of this organization, I'm told, that will not be evaluated with a very, very keen eye. And they're going to strategically, a new energy, accountability, something Torts talks about all the time, move this forward. Now, Danny Briere, again, if he gets the general manager position, this is not an easy job. It's not an easy job. It's a prestigious job. And when the Flyers are starting to look at candidates for both the GM and the president position, there's going to be a long list of candidates that want the job. Not because it's easy. It's not but because this is a very good market for the NHL. And 
this is one of those jobs that some people circle in their career to try and get and end up in this city. And they know that given where the organization is right now, you can say, well, there's only one way to go up, which is not true. Uh, But they know that if they can come here, do it right, get it right, that it will mean so much in this city. That's what we all want. We want this team to go back to being incredibly relevant in the NHL as one of its premier organizations, a gold standard, whatever you want to call it. The league is better when the Flyers are in the mix because they're a team that if you're outside of Philadelphia, you're not ambivalent on them. You either love them or you hate them. You respect them or you think the Flyers are the worst thing in the world. So where this is all going to go remains to be seen. It is going to be an incredibly intriguing period from now until the puck drops on the 2023-24 season. So with that, I thought that this would be a really good opportunity to get people's Flyers Twitter, Flyer fans, get their reactions to what took place. So I put out a tweet and I said, well, in light of what took place today, the dismissal of Chuck Fletcher, I want to see what Flyers Twitter is feeling for tomorrow's Flyers Daily episode, which you're listening to now. Drop your questions, comments, or thoughts here, and I'll address as many as possible on the podcast. I have a ton. So we're going to get to a bunch here. We'll get to some in subsequent episodes, but let's start with at Flyers Nation. He said, Jason, I'm assuming it's a he, maybe it's not, maybe it's a she. Jason, I feel alive again. And, you know, some people, you know, have been pining for this for a long period of time and have been saying, I'm not going to support the team until changes are made. Now, this is only one change. There's got to be more. And it's got to be change for the sake of change is no good. It's got to be the right change. Second one, Boston Gary, great Flyer fan in New England, said, Jason, I feel relief. I would love Dave Poole in here, as many others have asked. He's an experienced guy, not sure who can run the draft. I know Briere is in now, but a guy above him like Dave Poolin would be great. Pooley's uh, doing television, I think at TSN, does a very good job, and he's been a guy that's been in an executive. I don't know if he wants to get back into that game or if he wants to stay just doing television. There's no wins and losses in television. It's a, a bit different. But competitors sometimes always find their way back because they need the highs and lows of winning and losing. It's, it's in their DNA. Uh, at Puck Therapy says, It was time for Fletcher to go, and I'm encouraged by further rumors of change and commitment to building things the right way. He said, As I alluded to previously, a lack of faith in leadership inspires too many voices and a lack of clear planning. The Flyers needed those changes badly. Uh, Jay Sasquela says, Who's making the decision on the president of hockey ops and GM jobs? This is a great question. How big of a role... Do the, quote, senior advisors play in that? Fletcher being fired spurred a bit of hope, but it won't last long if the same guys that advised Scott to keep Fletcher as long as he did hold sway. That's a good question. I don't know who's going to be pointing that. I think we'll get some more answers on that, perhaps on Monday. I think that's when there's going to be a press availability with Danny Briere, probably Dave Scott, and maybe others. Uh, We'll get some clarification on that. You know, one guy that was hired back in February, February 14th, was Dan Hilferty. We'll see if he takes now on a bigger role with the organization going forward. See how that part of the equation plays out. Because if he is, obviously, he would be a big part of that. 
Tommy Tsunami says, if you were named president of hockey ops, what th- three things would you make your primary focus? Well, if I'm the president right now, they plot me in. Jason Martinez is announced as the new president of hockey operations for the Philadelphia Flyers. First and foremost, I go through an exhaustive search for the next GM. I'm trying to find turnover every stone. You can gather a lot of information on not only where your organization is, but how to get it out. And I want to hear all those different creative ideas. And that's going to take some creativity. And it's going to take some stones to get them out of this. So I'm interviewing a ton of people. And I'm going to, I obviously have to stand by and make the right decision. Now, if I'm the president of hockey operations, I'm probably not hiring Danny Breer. Why? Because I don't have the experience to help him. I would probably fire myself and hire a president of hockey operations that was a former GM and can be a real conduit, a real resource for Danny Briere, if that's the level, if that's the way I would go with it. Um, I bleed orange says, "What is your level of faith with the team's scouting department?" Now, I I'm not a great guy to ask about scouting. I have the scouts on every summer. We talk about it around the draft. We talk to Joachim Grumberg and get the Swedish and Europeans. We get different guys all over the globe. So I'm not a great guy to ask that question to. Have they made some good draft picks? Absolutely. Have they missed on some draft picks? Nolan Patrick? Absolutely. So to me, there was a kind of an overhaul of the scouting department in pieces already. We'll see again, though, if this new structure going forward calls for more changes there. And obviously, whoever the GM is, is going to have, and the president, is going to have their opinions on the scouting department. So I'm, I'm not a great guy to give you a ton of insight there, unfortunately. The Truth tweets in and says, more moves on the way? Double question mark. When do they finally clear former flyers out of the house? So, okay, the advisors have now been brought up a couple of times. And you know, Bob Clark is a senior advisor. Paul Holmgren's a senior advisor, both former GMs. Uh, Dean Lombardi's a senior advisor. Bill Barber, maybe to some extent. When are those guys cleared out of the house? Well, I, I don't know how that part plays out. As an advisor, it's not like you fire a guy. Is I'm not sure how that whole situation will play out, how much influence they will have going forward. Now, every team in the NHL, every team in pro sports has advisors. And I think the thing that's rubbing Flyer fans the wrong way about the advisors is two things. First and foremost, that their advisors all from the same era of the 70s and early 80s, best case scenario. And then the other part is the perception of failed GMing of Bob Clark and Paul Holmgren. Now, I will tell you that Bob Clark in his first stint here you know, did a decent job, came back, did a decent job again as the GM. Then in between that is Russ Falwell and the acquisition of Eric Lindros after five years of missing the playoffs. But in the beginning of the 2006-07 season, Flyers off to a horrific start. Ken Hitchcock and uh, Bob Clark both resign. Paul Holmgren becomes the head coach, or Paul Holmgren becomes the GM. And I think that John Stevens, I want to say, became the head coach. Uh, but that being said, Paul Holmgren made some really savvy moves as a GM. That's the worst season in franchise history. He trades Peter Forsberg to Nashville, gets the picks. Then he trades the picks back to Nashville, gets Hartnell 
and Timonen essentially, makes a trade for Marty Biron, which then, in a lot of ways, leads to the signing of Danny Briere. In 2010 or 2009 at the NHL draft, he swings a huge deal to acquire Chris Pronger. And he was a guy that had guts and built a really good team. The way their GM tenures ended is sometimes the lasting impression. Uh, but that being said, that does rub people the wrong way. So I don't, you know, again, this is all going to be part of the scrutinizing of every element of how decisions are made. Are there too many cooks in the kitchen? How much influence is too much? I think we can all agree that there's been too many cooks in the kitchen and too many guys weighing in, and therefore it almost becomes paralyzing to make a decision because you can't please everybody. So where that goes, we'll see. But again, I think that from the the statement that I read earlier that it's pretty clear there's going to be significant changes here. Mike Deej says, uh, give me three realistic names of who could be in line for the president position. Um, It's really early in this process. I think a guy like uh, Ray Shiro, former GM of the Penguins and the New Jersey Devils, did a good job building the Devils. Not there anymore, uh, but his fingerprints are all over that team. Tom Fitzgerald there now, um, and obviously did a really good job with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, is a guy that I think fits the mold. And then, you know, a name that a lot of people have brought up, either as the GM or maybe a president, Eric Tolsky, very analytics-oriented guy with the Carolina Hurricanes. Got to see who is available, who wants to go back to work in that role. A lot of, you know, when you think president, you know, is it a guy that was in the game pretty recently? I know that Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts, uh, he and Jeff Merrick mentioned three names as possibilities. One was Eric Lindros, one was Chris Pronger, and the other was uh, Eddie Olchuk. So I always say that Friedman doesn't generally tend to throw out names out of the blue. He's usually heard the name. We'll see. Um, the Lindros one has not worked in hockey management, so that's a bit of a stretch for me. Um, Chris Pronger, I think, has a lot of the qualities of person and knowledge of the game that I really like. And he is not he's a guy that's not afraid to be the bad guy in the room, both as a player and I think he would be as an executive. Does have some experience. Uh, when he got done playing, did work in Florida and hockey operations uh, for a couple of years before focusing on his travel business. And then Eddie Olchuk is another guy. And um, I, I'm not sure what the connection is with Eddie Olchuk, but he's been in the game a long time, a good assessor of talent. Is it for the GM role or the president role? We'll see. We've got to see who steps forward as potential candidates in this situation. Jeff Mendelzun. Sorry, Jeff, I think I messed up your name. He says, if they had been considering firing Fletcher prior to now, why did they allow him to manage the trade deadline? It's a great question, and there's a, a lot of people that asked that same question. Why let him handle a trade deadline where you were clearly in sell mode? Well, I, I think that they looked at this trade deadline. This is just my opinion. I don't have inside knowledge on this. I think you looked at this trade deadline, and it was pretty cut and dry. And it's my contention that had you traded James Van Riemsdyk for a fourth-round pick, that wouldn't have changed the team's timeline very likely. In very much at all. So I, I think it was one of those situations where you go, okay, this is pretty cut and dry. When he wasn't able to change or trade James Van Riemsdyk, I think that that had an effect and that maybe accelerated this process. So 
a lot of people were asking that. Why let him have the trade deadline? I, I think the trade deadline was not incon. I think it was kind of inconsequential to the team moving forward from an on-ice perspective, but very consequential for the team moving forward in a management sense. Because I think it exacerbated what happened yesterday and Chuck Fletcher being dismissed. Uh, Notorious P.I.G. says, how does this affect the players? I know on record it's their job to just play, but have you ever heard players praising or criticizing a firing or of upper management? I've never heard that. I'm sure the players talk amongst themselves in the room and, you know, on the flights and, and all of that. But I, I've i never heard anything publicly of a player doing that, not while active. Maybe some retired players from time to time, like when Mike Babcock got fired um, in Toronto and Mike Commodore has gone on the record and eviscerated him, as have other players. So it, that part's not uncommon, but while they're still in the game, that's not something um, that I'm not really too sure about. Anthony Giampalo says, I, I feel it was a move for the sake of making a move after getting some national attention and criticism. I feel more needs to be done before I can label it a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, whether it was done now or it was going to be done in the offseason, I don't think it was a move for the sake of making a move. But the big element of this, again, is what is going to be done in total. Is it just Chuck Fletcher? Is it other members of the hockey operations department? How deep does it go? That's really what will be determined. And who takes over, obviously, as the general manager? There's two job openings right now, general manager and president. One guy was fired, two job openings. Stephen Goodchild says Fletcher is gone, and that's the start to an organizational rebuild. I think that's a really important phrase. I agree with you there, Stephen. He said, everyone needs to be prepared. This is a five to 10-year rebuild. There is not enough prospect or professional talent in this organization for it to be a quick rebuild. Mindset as an organization needs overhaul at the top. Okay, so five to 10-year rebuild. I'm not going to put a timeline on this anytime soon, just so everybody knows, because things in a rebuild can change really quickly. I bet a lot of New York Ranger fans thought that when they sent out the letter to their fan base that they were taking a step backwards. Now, that's a different situation because the Rangers, they didn't get rid of Mika Zibanejad. They didn't get rid of Chris Kreider. They had Igor Shosturkin on the way. They were able to, Adam Fox forces his way there. Panarin wants to only play in New York. So their rebuild was just accelerated. And then obviously, some of the other moves they make, the development of Shosturkin as a dominant goaltender in the league, and their rebuild was like quick turn. Is that going to be the case here? No, because I think the situation's different. But things can change in a rebuild very quickly. For example, if you win the NHL draft lottery and you end up with Connor Bedard, it, it could be a lot faster if you add high-end talent. There's a lot of NHL pieces here, but we, we've talked about it ad nauseum. They're missing the high-end talent, the hardest pieces to get. So if you get a little lottery luck, you don't want to bank on that. But if you get a little lottery luck... Things can move faster. I don't know what the timeline's going to be. I just want it to be done properly. Uh, Chris Valentin tweets in and says, unless I'm mistaken, the Flyers haven't had a GM that has won a cup as a GM since Keith Allen. Is it outlandish that they think of pursuing a GM like Jim Rutherford or even George McPhee, who rebuilt the Caps to a team that has the third most wins since the fire sale in 2004? Well, Jim Rutherford right now is the president 
of the Vancouver Canucks. So he is employed. Jim Rutherford's about 80 years old, and I think this is his last job. And he hasn't done such a crack job down there, <laughs> or out there in Vancouver. It's a bit of a mess. So, no, I'm not going there. Um, George McPhee, again, it's a name. And the Caps drafted Alexander Ovechkin, made some savvy draft picks, and built a really good team, did get a cup win. I mean, there's going to be a lot of different names out there, but neither of those guys really wow me. Fly, we'll get to two more. Flyers Jabroni says, does this change anything for the upcoming draft? Good question, because, you know, Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair kind of came as a package deal, kind of like Ron Hextall and Chris Pryor. Hexy was the GM. Chris Pryor was the guy that, as an assistant GM, ran the draft and the scouting and all that stuff. And those two were a package deal. Um, Brent Flair is still here. Chuck Fletcher was the only one let go. I think Chuck or Brent Flair will be here through this draft. Where it goes beyond that, I don't know. Um, so it probably doesn't change a whole heck of a lot for this draft, but beyond the draft and where they decide to go, whether they retain Brent Flair or he moves on, um, that will be the part where it could have an effect. But I don't think it really affects this draft a whole heck of a lot. All right, let's get to one more and we'll get to some more of these in an upcoming episode. But Franny uh, tweets in and says, do you think they would move Carter Hart this offseason? Now, I don't know where Danny Breer stands on Carter Hart. I imagine he likes him. And I really doubt that they're going to move Carter Hart. You haven't seen nearly enough from Sam Harrison. I mean, if the, like it said in that press release, yeah, it's going to be a rebuild. It's going to take some time. Maybe it's not as outlandish as I once thought, but to me, I'm keeping Carter Hart here. That's just the way I go. We'll see how that plays out. And again, that'll be questions for Danny Briere and, the new management when it's all said and done and what the timeline is and, and how Carter fits into it. Carter's 24 years old. He's got a lot left, but he is also a very valuable piece that could yield you a good return. So where I'm usually incredibly dismissive of anything in regards to moving Carter Hart, I'm not being dismissive here. I hope not because he is one heck of a goalie and I hope that the timeline fits. Plus I don't want to wait incredibly long. I want it to be done right but I don't want to be here in eight years. I'm not getting any younger. I'm going to be 51 at the end of this month, for goodness sake. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. It's uh, the dawn of a new day, and we'll see where it all goes. Flyers will be in action today to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll give you a recap of that tomorrow, and we'll also bring you more of these responses in regards to the Flyers and reaction to the dismissal of General Manager and President of Hockey Operations, Chuck Fletcher. So everybody, enjoy the game today. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Day. Be a different man. I may change me.